and welcome. My name is Brian. And my name is Isaac. And this is episode 00 of Colony Drop, a podcast about the long-running anime series Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> this is a podcast that's about Gundam and anything that we think is fun or maybe even remotely or closely related to Gundam. <laughs> and we'll just bring it up and talk about it. And that's it. It's like hanging out with your friends talking about Gundam. Anything can be pulled into the discussion where, you know, it won't be it won't be the Gundam news hour, but it'll be, you know, it's a hobby. Hobby talk, fan talk. Which which Gundam we have on the life size pillow? <laughs> oh man. It's which a, Gundam we sleep with? That's the after hours uh yeah. that's the adult swim version of the show. <laughs> that's where our Patreon supporters are. If you had to have one on a pillow, who would you yeah. choose? <laughs> Definitely not re- Nina Purpleton in her 90s hair. I really like uh, Goose Tentacles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Isaac, I think we've been wanting to do this show for about two years, a year. I don't know. I lost track. But here we are. Pretty much. We're it, finally doing it. It actually got created, I think, when we... Oh, I'm going to say about... Over, a little bit over nine months ago, because we were meeting, I think, and uh, we met at a Thai restaurant, and we talked about it. Remember, we actually had, like, notepads and stuff. Oh, really... I think that was, yeah, I think that was, actually, I just received a notification on my phone for the the picture of the food I took that day. So it was about oh, a year ago. There you so go. It's been, nice. it's been a long time coming. But being the first episode, well, actually, the zeroth, the zeroth, yeah. is that it? The pilot that episode? The, the, no pun pilot, intended. The pilot? Yeah, this is like the preview episode. The Gundam pilot. Uh, yeah, where we just we want to explain who we are, what we're doing here, how we found Gundam, give everyone a little bit of insight about us. That way, if you don't care about us, you can just skip right to episode one, where we exactly. actually talk about more yeah. Gundamy things. Sure. So I think we should start out by saying, how long have you been a fan of Gundam, Isaac? Wow, I first learned about it in sophomore year of high school. So what was that? Oh boy, two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> time to time to age myself. Time to time, time, time to, to kick date out yourself. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, I'm gonna say two thousand one, two thousand two, maybe something like that. Yeah. No, but it anyways, would have been, been yeah. two thousand one. Yeah, for sure. I, f- I figured this out last night, so that means that we happened upon it at the same time. For yep. me, it was the summer, maybe the spring or summer of two thousand one, which, like you said, would have been. Our sophomore year of high school. Pretty much. Uh, I found it through Gundam Wing model kits in Walmart. Wow. Yeah, oh, I saw wow. them. Yeah, I saw them like, you know, just sitting there. I thought they were cool. Picked up a box. Had no idea what the hell it was other than uh, it looked pretty neat. And I, I thought, oh, I like models and I like robots. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build one of these things. So I think I bought normal 144th scale hmm. Wing Gundam. And I took it home. Hmm. I built it. And uh, they were pretty cheap at the time. I think it was like ten bucks. So that was that was within my non-working budget. Someone clearly, doesn't have a job. Clearly not a master grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we didn't we didn't graduate till those for, to those grade. until a yeah. l- little later. I think I bought the rest of like the main Wing Gundam team. So right. you know, Shenlong, Death Scythe, Heavy Arms, and uh, whatever the other one was. The whole boy band. Yeah, the whole boy. Yeah, I had the whole boy band sitting on my desk, and then. As I think I got more of them, they started coming with those little, those little pamphlets, like ad ad books, you know, that stuff comes with to uh, sell you more stuff. Yeah, yeah, it shows like the whole lineup. And yeah, you exactly. Can buy, like, you can buy like uh, the bad guys too if you exactly. want. Exactly. <laughs> yes. 
I realized that on those, you know, I opened those things up and they had all these, they were advertising all these Universal Century kits. So they had, you know, RX-78 and the Easy Gate and the, and the Gyms and the and the Zakus and the Goofs. And I was like, what are all these things? I don't see those on on the shelf at Walmart. And then I yeah. and then I realized that the logo on the pamphlet was the RX-78. It wasn't Wing Gundam. So then I started to think like, Am I not buying the model kits for like real Gundam or what what is this all this other stuff? And and all the other ones, you know, they looked a little bit more militaristic. They had numbers for names. I was like, what is an RX seventy eight? What what does that do? It wasn't Wing Gundam or, or Death Scythe. I mean, Death Scythe tells you all you need to know, right? In the name. Yeah. True. So that was that was how I found it. Where where did you hmm. I'm going to I'm going to give like a double answer, kind of change my answer. Okay, I had a friend in like grade school that got like we I think we did like Secret Santa, right? And he got this was like okay, 2000 maybe, and he or 1999 something like that. He got I think Gundam Sandrock. Okay, from, yep. From Gundam Wing. And I was like, yep. "Wow, you know what is this?" And he was telling me all about like Gundam and all that stuff. And so then I started looking into it and like I didn't watch the show, I think. I found one of the models, or I like told my parents to get me one of them. And they got me, um, what was it? Uh, one of the bad guys from Gundam Wing. I think Viate or Mercurius. No, oh, I think yep. it's Mercurius, the red mm-hmm. one. Yep. The yeah, defense, they have definitely Mercurius. You know, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was pretty casual, not really even casually into it at that point. At that point, for me, it was just you know a robot. But um, it was only in high school, in like 2001 or two, in sophomore year, when I started watching uh, Adult Swim, and they had on. Uh, I think every weekend night they had on uh, 0083. They showed the whole series, and that really pulled me into it because you know, I just watched the whole series pretty much from beginning to end, and it raised all these questions. You know, who's Zeon? Wait, they're talking about one year war. What was that? So I had to go read about that or watch that, and then that just kind of started my. Uh, my whole interest in Gundam and really, you know, Zeon <laughs> in the back. Yeah. I, cause I, we, really I mean, let's the, be honest. Your really main like, interest is in Zeon for sure. Yeah, I really like the Dom Trovins the moment yeah, I, I think, saw them. <laughs> I think all the listeners out there, if there ever is any listeners, they yeah. will they will soon realize how much of a Zeon at heart uh, you are. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that, that aligns with pretty much my experience. Um, after I had started wondering what these other non-Gundam wingsuits were, I, I tried to research it. And back then, there there were no streaming apps, or there wasn't YouTube, or no. you, you couldn't just go, I want to watch Gundam, let me let me type it in uh, to Google. And, you know, within like three clicks, you're, you're watching. But back then, I eventually found the website MAHQ, or Mecha Anime Headquarters, which then became quite a resource for both of us in 2001 2002 and i started looking and you know they didn't really have they had plot synopses but not i wouldn't say they were super robust at the time but what they did have was like little like background snippets about the story for each suit about like who piloted it things so i learned a lot about gundam through those things and then lo and behold that summer of 2001 is when toonami started to air the original mobile suit gundam Mm -hmm. um from about july through September, and they never actually aired the last two episodes, at least on that. Oh God! <laughs> uh, at least on that initial run, because that's when 9/11 occurred, and it was it was too oh. uh, too too sensitive, yeah. too too war war like. Um, so they just never. I, th- I think it was the last two episodes, maybe three. 
Um, they just never aired them. Ch- nothing reminds children of 9-11, like giant robots <laughs> fighting yeah. in outer space. Like, like the Battle of Boa Coup. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very, so, yeah. many, uh, so many similarities. Uh, but yeah, Linda, like you said, after, right after I think they took the the original 0079 off, that's when they started airing you know, 8 Team, uh, 0083, and 0080. And again, back then, you know, there was no streaming stuff. You had to go out and buy the DVDs if you wanted to watch it again, which I did. I went out and bought all the DVDs. I actually went out and bought all of the DVDs of the original Gundam just so I could watch the end. And I had to buy those on Amazon because I didn't. The Best Buy didn't stock them. So yeah, for me it was Suncoast. I had to go to Suncoast back when Suncoast was around. Um, yeah, this was oh, like the yeah. gold. Suncoast this, this, was great, but they, yeah. they charged was, an arm and a leg. Yeah. It was like thirty-five dollars for one DVD. Suncoast had like a monopoly on anime. They had they like did. every. They had every major anime that an American might be watching, and they had like all the volumes. And You're then, absolutely um, right. Yeah, and you could I go mean, to Best was, Buy, and they they might yeah. have one. Suncoast <laughs> would have them all. <laughs> But, For any of our listeners that don't know what DVDs are, they were these discs. That, <laughs> that yeah, had, we're, we're really cheating you know, ourselves now. Yeah. They had media in them, and, and you'd put them in sometimes into a DVD player <laughs> or a computer, yeah. and it would show you your episode that you bought or your, you know. Also, I mean, this was the golden age of DVDs for anime um, before, like, streaming became widestream. Or, uh, yeah. Widestream. Widespread. 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 Yeah. <laughs> You either got like, you either watched it, you got the show from like a place like Suncoast or Best Buy or whatever, or you know maybe found a bootleg that you bought online or something. Yeah, like there that. were there were definitely you could buy definitely buy bootlegs, especially yeah. of Gundam because I think Gundam was a popular enough series to have bootlegs, um, probably decent bootlegs as well. I never actually bought any bootlegs, and there there was the off chance that you could could get fan subs back then, but they were a little bit harder to find than they are now. This was. This was also before BitTorrent was super, super huge. Um, right, yeah. I, yeah. I personally bought DVDs and watched each series probably. The, the shorter ones definitely three three times each. Um, Pretty much, yeah. I had to like save money to buy all of 0083 on DVD. Yeah, because it was what, four it. volumes? Yeah. Each one? More than that, something like that. But you know, without a job, yeah. it's kind of, you know. Yeah, you're, you're at the mercy of your parents' kindness. <laughs> I will mow the lawn if you give yeah. me five dollars, and then if I mow it five times, like, can, all right, I got A's and B's this time. I can you buy can one. Give me something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, ever since that, uh, I don't know. I've been hooked ever since. And uh, I guess what what keeps you coming back to Gundam? Like what what uh, made it? What is essentially now a you're, you're definitely now a lifetime fan. I mean, it's been twenty years now. Probably, yeah. I, I can't think of, man. They'd have to make a pretty terrible show for me to get, like, <laughs> completely turn off. Like, right, right. What would happen to the people in that show? They'd just make me end my friendship. They'd... <laughs> it would just be like the Last Jedi version of Mobile Suit. Oh Gundam. yeah, they'd, they'd have to Star Wars my my Gundam. They'd, <laughs> they'd, they'd have, have to Luke Skywalker. They'd have to Game of Thrones it. Let's see, what is it? It's just like the look of the suits and like there's always a usually a good story. Okay, not every, you know, season or whatever they do, whether it's a UC or something else, is always a good story. You know, there's flaws in each one. They're not perfect, but for the most part, they're really fun to watch. Um, the models are interesting to put together. I don't have a ton of them, but, you know, some of them are pretty cool. And I don't know. Giant robots are awesome. That's about it. Who did? Who doesn't like giant robots? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You got to be a pretty <laughs> bad person to not like giant robots. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I think it, it checks a lot of the boxes for me. I, I like long running 
storytelling with an established world. I'm a big Marvel Comics fan. Obviously, that's similar, long-running story. Different medium, but same concept. You know, got a lot of a lot of lore, a lot of canon. Except in um, Gundam, people die and they stay dead. Oh, that's that's very true. There's no there's no yeah. very few instances of resurrection in Gundam. But uh, and then much. plus it's, plus it's sci-fi, um, or at least there are sci-fi aspects in certain series. And then, like you said, giant robots are just cool. Can't argue with that. And then, like you said, usually has a good story. And I would, I think, the way I would put it is the story or the stories at least in definitely in the uc timeline they have a good amount of teeth meaning people die and hard decisions are usually made by the characters and there's usually a lot of repercussions for those decisions where it's not just fun and games where the the bad guy is defeated at the end of the at the end of every episode and everyone goes about their goes about their day all hunky-dory yeah you seem probably the darkest of the continuities, I'd say, just because, I mean, there's been so many wars, and then there we see so many characters, and so many characters die, so many characters have children, so many characters just go through <laughs> terrible situations or good situations and triumph. Some characters kill their right. own children. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> we won't say which one. Yeah. You'll have to find out. <laughs> um. So then that leads us into our next thing that I wanted to cover was. How did we both find out that the other person liked Gundam? Because to be honest, it's kind of hard to find someone in America who also likes Gundam. Uh, in person, blue. yeah. Yeah, in unless, person. I mean, yeah. Unless they're wearing like a Gundam shirt or something. Or yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying you go to like yeah. an anime convention. But from what I remember, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, right. but I think it was because we got into a large argument with our other friend uh, who will remain nameless. Yes. About. <laughs> Who would win? A very, a very sophomoric argument, ironically, in sophomore year of high school about who, who would win characters from Gundam, Star Wars, or I believe Dune. I believe you were, you were uh, championing Dune back in the day. Probably. And my arguments basically consisted of me bringing in printed out pages from, you know, MAHQ of all the different of suits, trying to explain. How if you put if you let Amro loose on the Death Star, you know he could he could take it out and really really wreak some wreck, you know cause a lot of damage, <laughs> and then that was you know basically met with you and the other guy telling me I was wrong for for such and such things. But uh, does that ring a bell? Is that is that what you remember as well? I remember discussions like that. Oh, first for anybody that doesn't know what MAHQ is. It's but it, it's a, it was essentially a Gundam Wikipedia before like the Gundam Wikia came about. It's yeah, that very, was the best source. Yeah, it's very technical. It goes into like the the specifications of like you know the dimensions and like the power output of weapons and the 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 power generators of you know each mobile suit and all that. And um, it's it's very technical and almost to the point of being dry. But anyway, it had a ton of information. And Brian would really print those out and bring them in. And, you know, he it's like an attorney showing up with documents and the other attorney doesn't really show up with anything. So we were soundly defeated, I imagine. But um <laughs> I don't think but, yeah. I don't think uh the third person ever ever conceded defeat for sure. Probably not. I'm I think not I think if I brought it up today, he would still argue with just as much vigor as he oh. did back then. Diehard Star Wars fan, yeah. but um, I remember more or less that way with us discussing it. But I thought it might have just happen with since we sat next to each other in one class. I think it was European history. Yeah. We I think we just started talking about you know 
what are you watching? Like, oh, I watch the you know Adult Swim or Toonami, and then there's this Gundam show. Like, hey, I watch that too. It's like, oh, you know, there's you deal with you know what's going on. <laughs> there's like a war or something. <laughs> like something. Yeah, I like the Gundam. He's like the Gundam. No, that's trash. I like the the Zeon and the Zaku and the the Doms and <laughs> Dom. Yeah, Isaac loves his there, Dom Troppins. Yeah. From there, it became clear that one of us was. Loyal to the Federation. One of us was loyal to Xeon, but oh, we were very, both very fans clear. of Gundam. I yeah. think we've maintained those allegiances for the most part. Pretty much, yeah. Definitely on your side, yeah. Exactly. I, I waver sometimes, you know. Yeah, and we, I, I guess we should we should probably mention that MAHQ is still around, and I think right. they they have one of the few Gundam podcasts that is regularly updated. Wow. So I, have no idea. Oh, I don't know. We we have, we have not listened to their podcast, so we don't actually know what they do. And I oh, did that I'm on sure purpose, by the way. I'm sure it goes into into serious detail. I hope, yeah, I hope they talk about the kilowatts. About the power output of a yeah. beam saber. <laughs> yes. That would be amazing. That, that's how I envision it in my head, and I'm not going to ruin it by actually listening to their podcast. How many gigawatts come out of that <laughs> heat hawk? <laughs> not enough to, to pierce Luna yeah. 2 alloy. Oh, of course not. <laughs> yeah, but I think that whole argument, if I remember right, it culminated in using... Uh, Angel Halo from uh, Victory oh, Gundam yeah, as yeah. as a as a way to to wait Angel, get past yeah. all the Star Wars. Oh. Uh, Brian, how dare you turn a Gundam? No, oh, wait, Angel, no, no, no right. Angel Halo's from Victory Gundam. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought you were thinking of Moonlight. Oh, Butterf- Moonlight Butterfly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I probably use that too. But yeah. I, I no, think I remember. They would all work. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember like not being able to convince him. So I remember just being like, "Well, what if there was a Gundam X, you know, with the satellite system plus?" Angel Halo plus Moonlight Butterfly, and they were all just doing it at once. You would totally lose, and I, I don't think I still convinced him, but so it goes. In his defense, he has the Force, and that yeah. is a pathway to many abilities some would consider unnatural. <laughs> unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. I do remember we got into like such a ridiculous argument. There, what's the? There's there's something in Star Wars. Or it was only the novels. The gun that shoots like light speed missiles or something like that. Oh yes, of course, the galaxy gun. The galaxy yeah. gun. Yes. For those of you listening for the first time or whatever, my knowledge of Star Wars perhaps matches or exceeds my knowledge of Gundam. Yeah. But this isn't a Star Wars podcast. But anyways, <laughs> yes. In Star Wars, there is a weapon in their expanded universe that the Emperor built when he was reborn, and this weapon <laughs> fires a light speed torpedo that can blow up a planet. So yeah. it, he, he can essentially fire it from anywhere in the galaxy and hit any planet in the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So to beat that, I had to bring up Angel Halo, and I would just say, well, Angel Halo would, you know, just kind of fly in and deactivate everybody's brains. And, uh, and I think we just kind of agreed to disagree after that. We just, I don't know, it became like a... <laughs> I think we all realized that this was grinder of super weapons. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but you know what? They don't really compare because whatever you like, it's great. Just yeah, like what you like, like, whatever you like. That's it. Yeah. That's why we're doing this because this is uh, this is something that we both think will be fun and entertaining. I would say that we are both probably lapsed fan in that we probably haven't seen every series. Yeah, I'd I'd put an asterisk next to that and say we're kind of fans of convenience. Like Unicorn and Iron Blooded Orphans are on Netflix, which means yeah, we're gonna watch it. You know, we watched Unicorn when it came out, but you know, maybe 
I don't know, uh, Gundam and Reconquista, that might take a bit of effort and time to get to. Um, the second season of Build Fighters, it, it's just, you know. I actually really we have enjoyed things the to do. Of, uh, of Build Fighters. I thought that was really good. You never watched that yeah. one? That was a good one. I don't think I did, no. Yeah. But I think this gives us an excuse to get back into it and watch maybe some of those some of those series that we haven't plus all of our all of our favorites um you know that we definitely want to watch again and another reason that inspired me to do this was i went to japan a year and a half year and some ago wow and you know unlike america gundam is everywhere over there i went to the gundam base in uh odaiba I saw the uni- the big unicorn Gundam statue, which I actually don't know if it's still up. They may have started to move it. I think they were going to move the Gundam base. I have to double check on that. But I went to Akihabara and I went to the Gundam Cafe. We, Isaac and I were, were just talking about Gundam is 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 pervasive. We were trying to describe what kind of what kind of series it is. And we just what did you decide it? What did you call it? Meta genre because there's Gundam food. You know, there's Gundam clothes. You can buy anything you want. You can buy a Gundam logo on it. Especially there's, in Japan. Yeah. And we know there's models, there's shows, there's toys, there's movies, there's novels. I don't mean manga. I mean actual novels that are just written text. Um, it's kind of everything, you know. It's a lot like any major, you know, franchise like Star Wars or Avengers and Marvel or anything like that. That's pretty much the scale it's it's reached now and it'll probably always be at. Yeah, whenever somebody asks me to describe Gundam, I always just say... Uh, particularly someone who doesn't know what Gundam is, I usually just say it's Japan's Star Wars. That's a pretty good, yeah. I mean, you got kind of your evil empire, right? You got like the people fighting for freedom. Uh, they even have laser swords. <laughs> yeah. Uh, depending on what you one of you new types has, they're kind of force sensitive. Yeah, it's kind of similar. Find a match. Yeah. There's. So yeah, I mean. It's pretty great, you know. I think if you like sci-fi in general and you you never really watch too much Gundam or whatever, you should probably, I don't know, find a season and stick with it. You might like it. They go through a lot of... That's the thing about Gundam, too. It also has a lot of themes to it. It's not just so much just visual robots fighting. You know, they talk about, you know, what should, uh, you know, the nature of pacifism or, you know, the importance of, you know, mercy against your enemies. A lot of the characters struggle with revenge or, you know, an unjust world, a corruption. It's There's just a lot of themes and layers to Gundam if you're willing to, you know, kind of hear it out and watch it. Um, or if you just want to watch the robot fights, that's that's there too. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. This show is meant to be for someone who is just interested in Gundam but maybe never watched it before. We hope it'll be entertaining for someone who's been also watching Gundam for 20 or 40 years. Yeah. So like, comment, subscribe. Um, if there's anything you think we should talk about or anything you're interested in, or you have a question about Gundam or something involving Gundam, your favorite series or a mobile suit, just leave it in the comments. We'll get to it. When you say it out loud that we've been fans of Gundam for 20 years, that's hard to believe. Yeah, man. The show came out in what? 1979. That's also how it's like Star Wars. Cause it came out in the, you know, the late seventies and it's sci-fi and you know, it stood the test of time. It's still around. They'll, make more series they'll make more movies and make more models always got to have more models you can never have enough models yeah that's i mean is that really how the show kind of got created like i know in the u.s a lot of shows were like that especially in like the 80s right where they oh transformers definitely made to sell toys yeah 
they create the show. They put all these, you know, different looking characters in it. And the whole purpose is kids will yeah. buy the toys when the toys are available. Uh, I'm not know? sure. I, if I remember right, I think I think Tamino wanted to make, you know, a real. I mean, the genre is called the real robot genre instead of the the super robot genre, which was really popular in the 70s. Okay. Um, and I think you know he he wanted the Gundam to be more like the colors on the the G3 Gundam, not necessarily the bright blue and and red. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know whoever was in charge at the time made them made them change it so that it would be more appealing to sell toys. So I don't know that Gundam necessarily started because of toys, but it certainly spawned a whole bunch of models. Yeah. Well, they yeah. sure have ran with it, haven't they? They they <laughs> ran into that end zone and they spiked they'll, the ball. They'll pump out every mobile suit in the show, every variation <laughs> of that mobile suit. There's different classes, different complex grades. You can get a master grade, which is difficult. You can get the more basic ones. You can get you know just insane levels of details on these yeah. models yeah yeah and for anyone who's never heard about gundam models or built a gundam model we'll we'll cover all that too because we uh we do enjoy building them which actually brings me to uh uh-huh. we should probably just give do it the listeners a overview of what we plan to do in terms of format I think a, I think a normal show would be you know we'd we'd probably discuss if there's any good Gundam news that week and then I think we'd we'd probably just choose we don't want this to be a news show you can no. you can go read news yourself yeah um, just Google it we'll certainly briefly briefly go over it if we think it's interesting yeah we're um, not gonna waste your time telling you what model is gonna come out next month or yeah but I'm not gonna read you know we're not gonna read it to you. No. So, so I think, and then we, we, I think what we would do is like to choose maybe one or two topics per week that we think are are funny or entertaining. <clears throat> How would you describe it? Uh, anything really interesting or fun to talk about? Maybe we'll talk about like our favorite mobile suits, or maybe we'll talk about the best battles, even like what if scenarios. Well, what maybe if scenarios like, for sure? Yeah, alternate events might have happened. Things that kind of bugged us or didn't make sense. Things we disagree on in the shows or the movies most awesome moments yeah we actually made really? a list yeah. i think there's about Any- 200 something items on that list so yeah anything's never, really never gonna table. run out of ideas exactly anything's really on the table but if this is if you're someone that's listening that's not too familiar with gundam or maybe you only watched a couple episodes or something um i'm gonna guess you have netflix there's a couple good shows on netflix you should watch that would really pull you into it there's gundam iron-blooded orphans and there's gundam uh, unicorn um definitely give those a look they're pretty high quality in terms of gundams and uh yeah i think you'll really like those shows yeah i think we'll actually go into that a little bit deeper in mm-hmm. episode one how we both think it would be best if you in the year 2020 are thinking how do i get into this show that's 40 years old and has I don't know how many different TV series at this yeah. point, how many different manga series, how many different novels. What the hell would you do if you were starting? Yeah. Because Maybe. I think it's overwhelming. A bit, but I mean, it's like anything. You just kind of have to jump into it regardless of what time you're at. And the good thing about Gundam is almost each story is kind of in its own little capsule. So you can just sort of watch any series almost and, and have a good ride with it. You don't need to start at the beginning, necessarily. Um, and you know what? This is being recorded at the end of April of you know 2020, so we're all under quarantine and lockdown, so you have nothing better to do. So just watch some Gundam if you're interested in it and see if you like it. I think we could always bring up any cool things that we find related to Gundam. So, for example, this week there was a, uh, there was a Kotaku article 
about a, a custom uh, Gundam motorcycle. This looks just like a bike. It's a white bike with like the Gundam color accents of like some red, some blue, and some yellow. Yeah, this this would be like the motorcycle that's assigned to the Gundam pilot to oh, kind of yeah, like exactly. yeah, it put, it putters him around the base. <laughs> yeah, if if there was a for sure, if it was made, if Gundam was made by an American company yeah. in this in the seventies or eighties, there would the main character definitely would have had a a Gundam yeah. bike, and it he, probably he, would have like he would have been like a core fighter. It would have he would have just ridden the bike right into the cockpit, and it would have like you know docked and oh god, and yeah, just like plugged right in. I was thinking yeah. more like like Mission or not Mission Impossible, like a Tom Cruise in a in Top Gun. Like he hops on this with like his aviators, and like he goes to the Gundam or he goes to the barracks or whatever. <laughs> well, you gotta have the aviators for sure. Yeah, but yeah. It was uh, it was made by I guess Suzuki, maybe either commissioned or purchased this from Icon Motorsports. Huh. So we'll we'll leave the the link in the description for anyone who wants to check it out. But anyway, things like that, you can you can see how pervasive Gundam is, and I think they're pretty I think they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so that's, I'd say that's a normal show. Given the opportunity, I think we'll branch out a little bit and maybe do some some series reviews in, in a more contained format. You know, I don't want this show to be just going series by series, episode by episode. That'd be exhausting. Yeah. And, <laughs> That'd uh, be I think, exhausting. No one yeah, wants and, to hear that. And I think that. we'd fail, right? Um, that, right would, yeah. that would take forever. and uh, We'd burn out. We'd get burned out. It would, yeah. That would end Gundam. <laughs> but there's a series that you're watching or maybe, I don't know, maybe like most of our commenters or listeners are going to watch Unicorn or just started Iron-Blooded Orphans or something or or Seed. I don't know. We'll go from there and maybe just watch along with them and recap so we all kind of on the same page, or at least most of us. Yeah, I think Iron-Blooded Orphans would be a smart way to go for the first one just because it's available, doesn't have quite as much baggage as Unicorn. Right, yeah. Unicorn is Universal Century. For all you don't know, that's Gundam's main timeline. There's like, God, a dozen shows and movies. At least. Just just on that timeline. And Iron Blood Orphans is its own thing. So if you've never seen Gundam before, it's the perfect thing to jump in because there's nothing to pick up or know before the show starts. Another format I would like to explore, which I think is pretty exciting, would be what I call model building for normal people. And that would be basically Isaac and I maybe streaming on Twitch or or some other maybe YouTube uh, platform with maybe a few other friends and having everyone be able to watch us struggle through building probably some some master grade kits because <laughs> I, I feel like most most things that are shown for models you know they, everyone knows what they're doing and they do it really well but if if you just give a master grade or even a, a non master grade a, a high grade kit to someone they're gonna screw that thing up so i feel like we don't see too many too many normal people building these things so i think it'd be a fun adventure to uh to show how it how it goes in a you know if you're just the average joe picking one up off the shelf pretty much i really don't see all those people can like you know slap together like a master grade and they also have the time and just like the just the whole skill set to like put on the putty on it so that you can't see the lines and then they do like all the airbrushing so it looks like it was in combat and it took some burn damage and then they put it on top of like a a mound that's like made with real sand so it looks like it's fighting in like north africa (laughs) that's not man if you don't have your burn damage and your mound of sand in your backyard you're not doing it right so if you don't have an internal light source for the eyes and the beam saber then (laughs) you're just a poser you're just you're just a pedestrian you're a peasant (laughs) yeah i don't know how many times that we've uh 
we've, we've built models together and just started cursing when a piece breaks or uh, yeah. you stab yourself with the with the exacto knife yeah, or you put, uh, it together, you, oh, you yeah. put it together wrong and you realize that you can't go back because you use you, you you smush it together too tight and you, right. you can't get the part back so <laughs> it can be pretty depressing but um you, you assembled the arm but it's like you were actually supposed to put it into the socket first yeah, and now it yeah. only you put fit. the left yeah yeah exactly. you put the left wrist on the right arm and yeah, you're not getting that back. <laughs> yeah. The frustrations of the the average Gundam uh, model builder. The average builder, and then maybe, just maybe, we'll take some field trips sometimes. Anime Expo. <laughs> yeah, this this podcast is being recorded for the most part in Los Angeles, I guess I'll say. So we we do have access to you know good options for acquiring Gundam models, which maybe not everyone has. Yeah, um, I mean, I've even seen them at like Barnes and Nobles. Yeah, Barnes & Noble does yeah. carry some. I, I have, have noticed no, you're right. I've never seen anyone with a check stand. I, like, I, I get the register, though, with a Gundam model. <laughs> yeah. The people who are buying those kind of kits, I don't think they're looking at Barnes & Noble first. But no, They just click buy you know, online and that's it. Yeah. But, but that said, that's how I got into Gundam. I saw models at the store that I happened to be at. So I'm sure that there is, you know, some kid who walks into Barnes & Noble and he's like, oh, what is this? It, I think it's good that they are there. I just don't know if Barnes & Noble actually sells any. Uh, they did, I think, last year that I was, I walked in on one, and they weren't, like, selling, like, you know, small, easy ones. They were selling, like, a master-grade Gundam Providence from Gundam Seed. And oh, yeah, pretty, yeah. No, I meant, like, pretty awesome. I don't know if yeah. anyone actually buys them. Oh, no, I, I doubt it. I, I'd be surprised. Because, remember, I... As a kid, I was buying the ones that were, like, I don't know, twelve dollars. You know, how much was that Master Grade Providence that you saw? I know it wasn't twelve dollars. No, oh god, upwards That's, of fifty, probably oh, below at least minimum seventy-five. Oh. I think, yeah, yeah, for sure, because Providence is is a big is a big suit. Jesus, yeah, it's huge. That that was in the the era of, of <laughs> Gundam backpacks. Every Gundam had uh, yeah. a, a super sized backpack that that made it special. I have to say, great looking Gundam, but at the same time I don't like it because <laughs> of that ridiculous, <laughs> that ridiculous kind of spiked turtle shell thing on its back. Oh, yeah. Oh That's god! Storage all the funnels, man. <laughs> in the show, it made that stupid noise with the funnels. So it was like the silliest, <laughs> the silliest movement noise. Beep beep beep. I don't know. You gotta have your funnels. Oh god, useless, useless. <laughs> well, no, that gun was pretty awesome actually. In the hands of a uh, La Crusade. Yeah. Crusade. Yeah, that's another good, another thing. Now that we're doing a podcast, I'm I'm gonna be forced to say all these names uh, out loud. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I have. I'm gonna butcher all of them. Well, like which one? Which one will you butcher? Le Crusade. Yeah. <laughs> but they said his name in the show. A lot. Yeah. But I watched it subbed, so I only know how they oh, said it in Japanese. Oh. I am dubbed all the way. I don't oh, have yeah. time <laughs> to, to read. <laughs> Again, fan fan of of convenience. Yeah, the fan division. If you're if you're somebody that likes dub like me, you're clearly on my side. If you prefer well, sub, you're. We've actually been lucky Brian. in that most Gundam dubs have been pretty pretty good, in my opinion. Yeah, at this point, I mean, anybody listening, unless you're some type of diehard, don't bother yourself with the the, the subbed. Just go to dubbed. Almost all of them are dubbed. I I I I like subs. I still, for the most part, watch mm. subs. But for most of Gundam, yeah, I definitely watched all you know all the initial UC series dubbed, and uh, I I I still think they were they were pretty good. 
They were awesome. Double O D three had an awesome voice cast. Um even the regular double O seventy nine Gundam. Oh eighth MS team. Mm-hmm. War in the pocket. They they do a great job with the voice casting in Gundam. And I've seen I've seen Charles Counterattack both dubbed and, and subbed. God, I wish they made that a series. That was just That was a great I don't series. know. It's a great great film. Yeah, it could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted, I, I wanted a more final ending. Okay, if they die, spoiler alert, spoiler alert on this movie <laughs> that's been out for like thirty years. <laughs> if they died, I wanted to see them die, and I don't like it left up in the air. You know, oh god, the psycho frame going around the world and <laughs> moving the uh, the asteroid. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but I think that was I think that was the point that that's uh, sunrise. You know, if if they hit hard times, I think they want to be able to be like, hey. Look who's look who's alive again. Uh, back to our Marvel Comics argument. True, yeah. And it also was very much of a Gundam ending. You know, Gundam almost always ends with like you know a message of peace or how peace will triumph over war and you know the 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 darker sides of human nature and that's kind of what happened at the movie. You know, especially with those Zeon pilots switching sides at the end and trying to save Earth. Remember? That, yeah, that shocked me. I was like, wow. Yeah, unfortunately they all burned up. But <laughs> I don't think they all burned up. Some of them look like they just got kind of blown away. Not blown away, exploded. But like I don't know, propelled from the earth by the the. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think that that might have been a one way commitment when they they chose to start pushing pushing axis there. That ending was very open to interpretation. It got very <laughs> abstract. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, that's that's fair. If if yeah. if Amro and Shar are. You know, potentially alive, then certainly those we can we can say those Zeon pilots may have uh, survived. So, I think, I think that's uh, I think that's it for episode zero. So right. why don't you why don't you give your like like comment and subscribe spiel? All right, everybody, you know the drill: like, comment, subscribe, leave a comment about uh, something you want to talk about, something interesting, maybe something you disagree with. Ooh, maybe you just can't stand Xeon. Maybe you think Gundam <laughs> would be destroyed by the Death Star. Who knows? Like, comment, if you think subscribe. if you disagree with Xeon, Isaac will hunt you down, and uh, he'll probably just delete your comment. To be honest, I will send the Black Tri Stars to destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be outside your house doing their little maneuvers. <laughs> Spoilers, they're dead too. Yeah, hey. Everybody's back in my cannon. <laughs> Mash Ortega and what was the third guy's name? I don't know. Who knows? Tex? Was it Tex? I don't know. Jan was one of them named Jansen or something like that? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I don't know. But yeah. Like if you liked it, comment, subscribe, and we'll be sure to get to you uh next time. See you in episode one. Oh, yeah, I did think about creating like a soundboard. The mono The Zaku mono line, that noise it makes. Yeah. That was actually really good. Yeah. Actually, what if that's our soundboard? We'll just. We'll queue up sound. all the, yeah. We'll just queue up all the sounds, and we'll have you do them instead, and then we'll, yeah. we'll use your version. Here comes the dom. <laughs> do your gearing. Hail Zion. <laughs> you might need to work on that one.